this is Raphael. I'm Lauren. We're the Pacheco siblings and welcome to the Hypercube podcast, a talk show in which two siblings converse about anything and everything. All right, how are we doing? I am doing tired, actually. I know, me too, and my back hurts. Yeah, you're back. You've been complaining about your back for a little while now. I've been, I've been, I've been giving it the old one-two punch. And I've been massaging it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, I think by the time this releases, you will be in a different country. By the time this releases, I will solidly be in a different country. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about. It is. I'll be on the wrong side of the planet, on the wrong half of the planet. I will be in every wrong hemisphere. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I'll be upside down for a little bit. Crazy, I'll crazy. In, I'll be in the upside down. Ah, right, well, we might talk about that a little bit more once you get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I would love to talk about it. I th- I'm still a week out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can ask you now, Lauren, how's Australia? Whoa. Oh, it's hot. No, actually, no, it's not. It's cold. <laughs> We're going into winter in Australia. That's what's going on. All right. Okay, you wanted to tackle a single topic on this episode. Yes, I wanted, to, I wanted to convince you and any of your, or and any listeners who might be of this idea that it is a false idea and that you actually don't believe the thing that you believe in. How dare you? Uh, very well, yeah, often. So this came up a little while back, yes. I think. And I think, well, it's because we were talking after a podcast recording. I don't yes. think it was actually in the recording. It was not. But a, a last recording that we did, after that, we were talking about it a little bit, and I'm like, wait, save this for yeah. a podcast because this sounds like this is going somewhere, and this sounds like some pre-prepared thing that you have, and I want to have fresh Fresh takes, yes, as this, it were. This was Fresh something takes. that I, I hadn't been thinking about for a while, and we, had, we, we brought it up, or I brought it up, after we talked about masculinity uh, and talking about how... Right, that was in the uh, episode that we would later title The Masculinity Problem. Yep. Which I, was a fun episode. Yeah, it was a very fun I, episode. Well, I don't know if fun's the right word, but it was... It was entertaining. It was, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was an important episode. It was. And I think that's a conversation that we have, uh, you know, every once in a while, and it's, I think, one of the heavier topics that we've tackled so far on the podcast. But this is the kind of stuff that we talk about and try to bring some nuance to in our yeah. personal conversations. And hopefully uh, we could enlighten each other's understanding mm-hmm. and keep our conversations going a bit more in a more public format. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to I want I, I like that we have this space, this platform now to get these more personal philosophies out there, because I like I, I, I like to think of myself as a philosopher. I'm at least kind of trained in philosophy at least you armchair know, philosophy i'm an armchair philosopher uh, i've never taken a one-on-one class but you know <laughs> uh whatever oh what was i saying all oh, right yeah we're talking about uh masculinity and all this other stuff and how how that changes and I, I i remembered i had an argument that i want to present to you okay but i guess we'll hear is... oral arguments yes so i posit that you don't and when i say you i'm not necessarily meaning you raf i just mean you as in whoever's listening the colloquial literally, you. Literally, the royal you. I don't know if that's a... <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's listening, if you believe, if you, if you hold on to a, a belief that there are only two genders, I posit that you don't actually believe that. All right. Hit me. What makes you think that I don't actually believe that? I want you to, in your mind, I want you to think of I don't, <laughs> the ideal man. <laughs> what in your, your, your mind is like, well, who embodies the word man and everything that comes along with it. Obviously you can have uh, associated other things like masculinity and, or the strength, assertiveness and confidence with the word man. But the word man, I want you to like biological man or like, no, not, just man. Not, just, yeah, just man, just man, man. because well, I'm well, assuming I mean, like you're physical gonna, I, man. I was gonna say, I'm assuming you're, you're picturing them clothes. So the, <laughs> the biology doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like not, not, you're not saying not conceptually though, but rather 
right? Like not in terms of masculinity, but in terms of in terms of, of anything, man. all things. Like the, oh, the, the, things. the, the uh, I want you to think the of a singular. Uh, the, uh, some would say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. A man. Maybe not uh, maybe not say it that way, but <laughs> a man, right? One man unit. One, uh, one one absolute unit of a man, as in just a singular unit. <laughs> one man. I want you to think of that. I want you to hold that in your mind. And that is that's kind of like the ideal, let's call that gender, right? That like that is what that gender looks like. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who look like that, and a lot of people who fall under that, uh, uh, who fall pretty close to whatever that might look like. However, now I want you to think of a boy. I don't want you to envision what constitutes being a boy. Mm-hmm. I want you to think in your head, envision this, this individual that embodies all of the other traits and all of these things of what you might consider to be a boy. Now, of course, we, you're talking about the biologically, unconsciously, both of those individuals, this man that you have in your head and this boy that you have in your head, they are of the same sex, but they do not have the same role in society. They do not have the same presentation. Those two individuals have two different genders while having the same sex. Mm. And I want you and I, saying boy is a gender. <laughs> boy is a gender. And we, we uh, oh, I remember now. And a gender that is distinct from man. That is distinct from man. And I wanted to bring this up because I remember one of the reasons I uh, was thinking about it because uh, Mark Driscoll in his big rant talked about that specifically. He at one point said like, you are not a man, you're a boy. Oh, something yeah. like that. <laughs> he does not. He just admitted he does not believe in two genders. He he is saying you are not this thing that we have considered masculine and. Oh, and he'll probably yell male. at you for saying that about him. <laughs> I pro- probably, and I, I would welcome it. But he uh, and that applies to uh, the other sex as well. The, the more typical uh, feminine gender is woman with girl. Those are two separate genders. You think about those two differently. However, now I want you to consider whether somebody can have that gender and not be like because we usually apply apply those genders to an age range, right? Somebody is a boy, then becomes a man. That transitionary period where somebody is a boy, becomes a man, can happen at many different stages. It usually happens around a biological change, which is puberty, but not always. What do you mean? There are plenty of adult males that are still boys. And I want you to think in your head, now what would that look like, right? I want you to think of this adult male. Uh, so thinking of, a, of somebody who embodies all the characteristics of a boy, but is let's say in their twenties or in their thirties. Ah, oh, Shazam! <laughs> Not literally, but that—I guess that technically counts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, obviously, there's a lot of people who have let's call it uh, failure to launch, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of those individuals have characteristics that are oh, male. So you're saying not biologically? What do you mean? What are you What are you saying? I'm trying to say somebody who is in their thirties. Who is you're talking uh, about a man child, a man child, essentially, it's not, a, not it, as in some people reach adulthood and didn't hit and puberty. did not hit. Puberty. No, no, I'm talking about like I'm talking about, yeah, uh, having went through the physical biological change, but did not transition into manhood. Right. Mm, in the cultural, in the, uh, social sense of the term, which is what a gender is. It's a cultural. That's true. It's a cultural construction. It's a, it's a, it's a cultural construction because you can have somebody who is biologically not what we should consider a boy, but embodies all of the traits of a boy. Mm, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. And man child. <laughs> man child, right? And so I would argue, uh, I would then argue that is, uh, if, you, if you can believe that to be true, then of course you can believe. You just have to expand the definitions a little bit more, but the fundamental principles there of somebody not having the biological, what we would expect, the biological setup for this assigned gender while still maintaining those gender traits. 
Fascinating, fascinating. And I would argue to say most people, no, no, my argument is that all people, <laughs> all people, when you think of a boy and when you think of a man are thinking of two completely different types of people and therefore two different genders. Hmm. Boy and man, girl and woman, that's at minimum four genders, completely different genders. But people will construe the masculines like, oh yes, like there is only men and women. But what happens with boy? A boy transitions into a man. So what happens if you then were one thing before and transition to another thing then? Hmm. It doesn't have to go in the in a, in a linear path. And of course, it also uh, implies that uh, gender and, you know, gender and the biology are separate. If you can't have a boy, who somebody who is embodying the traits of a boy with the physical biology of a man. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Huh. That's and a so, fair point. That, yeah. that, that's actually some solid philosophical work there. You just used logic. Yeah, logic. That's, that's the thing. That might be the first time we've had logic on this podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> that is actually uh, that is actually probably true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it sounds hilarious, but yeah. I mean, like, proper logic. Proper philosophical you had, logic. You had formulaic. Yeah, I had arguments. In yes, the you had philosophical. Yeah, 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 yeah. State. You had you had yeah a philosophical argument there. You yeah. you you. If this, um, what's it called? Then that. Anyway, you formulated your argument. I did, and you presented your premise. Yep. So, wow. That was actually pretty solid. I'll have to give that some more thought. I don't know if I have a ready-to-go response. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm ambushing you a little bit with this. but it, It's true. It's true. Well, and I volunteered to be ambushed because I, I had the opportunity to pre-screen this, and I chose not to. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> so I would have to give that some reflection before I could give a proper response. Yeah. But at uh, initial initial reaction is just kind of... Yeah, that was, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I, not to say that I'm. Uh, I will. Hmm. Huh? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> no, you see, I can't. I can't say anything without formulating a response. Of course, see? of course. Because it's like there's almost nothing else I could say that would lock me into position. Of course, of course. I have a. I need you to, to respond. <laughs> I, need you, I, I need to hear your response to my first argument first before I can make my second. Because my second argument is then uh, going to go on and explain fluidity and gender. Uh, uh, and how uh, everybody doesn't believe there are actually four genders. People believe in an infinite number of genders. Whoa. So uh, th- that's the next logical leap. But I want you to formulate a response first on you don't actually believe in two. And at minimum, you believe in, you believe in four. And then I can hit you with you don't actually believe in four. You actually believe in a spectrum of gender. Hmm. Fascinating. Okay. We'll have to hear that argument some other time. Indeed. But yeah, that's a solid thesis in and of itself. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what else do we do on this episode? <laughs> I don't know. Let's talk about, let's talk about, oh, I actually changed my definition of masculinity recently. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that in the middle of this conversation. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> well, because what we were talking about before in the masculinity podcast, or in the problem of masculinity podcast Masculinity episode, problem, actually. Masculinity problem. It's not know, a problem of masculinity. It's a problem of masculinity. Okay. That'd be that, a different thing that is, that is what we were talking about. People were arguing for was that there, that masculinity is a problem. Right, yeah. But- uh, no, no, no. The, the masculinity problem podcast episode. We were talking about the traits that we would think to be the most emblematic or the most embodying of masculine, right? The, which and you traits? would like to issue a, a retraction? Not necessarily. I would like to build on that a little more because I, I had more time to think about it and I, I had more time to expand beyond the immediate scope or the immediate topic we were talking about and be like, how can I generalize? Because I think uh, it is extremely important for what was it that we came up with? It was charisma. No, not charisma. Confidence. And yeah, I think confidence 
was the word that came to my mind, but I think you found the more abstract term, which is I think what we need to get at in terms of principles right. is figure out what is the most general language that we can use so that it could be the most universal. And you used assertiveness. Assertiveness. That's the word. Yeah, that's the word. Obviously, I, th I believe those are still important. However, I believe those are still that's not uh, going deep enough into the generalization of it, I believe. Well, I, I think because we were trying to boil it down to one defining characteristic. Yeah. And obviously there is more than one characteristic. Yeah, but um, I think we can go further. Oh, OK. How would you go further? Right, go, so, are you saying you could still keep it at one or I, expand the repertoire? It, when it comes to a singular word, I'm sure there is a word for this. I just don't know it. But there is a singular concept that I am uh, proposing is what assertive is a not a symptom of, but is a subset of. Okay. I was thinking about it in a, on an evolutionary level of just what were what is something that like beyond humans and beyond our very specific social you know upbringing as a species, masculine and feminine are obviously traits that we've assigned to ourselves, but we've also now you know pushed it beyond right. We ha we we can have things that are masculine and that are feminine uh, as you know these are social constructs, so we can apply them to other things like you know. Red is a masculine color. It's not human. It doesn't have any actual right. traits, but we can assign that, that thing. So I was like, okay, so I'm trying to think what are the kinds of things that define masculinity and femininity on a fundamental level? And I think I can go even deeper. I believe, my current belief now is masculine and, masculine and feminine come down to basically a hunter-gatherer dynamic where one, the feminine, is basically defends the home and the masculine goes out into the world and survives. Mm. And I believe that's where most traits that you would come to define as masculine or feminine come from that dynamic of the feminine stays back, defends the homestead. The masculine goes out and it goes into the unknown, into the wild, survives and returns back. Although there has been, I think, some recent academic argument over whether or not that was accurately or entirely representative of what i'm not saying male i'm uh, saying masculine i see what you mean i see what you mean right right okay i get what you're going now yeah never mind you're good <laughs> <laughs> right right I'm, I'm not saying this were uh th these are gender roles not if we continue down these arguments i'm then going to pro posit that uh <laughs> sex and gender are obviously separate but i think we're both on the same page with that right 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 yeah, yeah. um yeah which is interesting because i hadn't known that before i would have thought you know that that would have been uh more so the case historically however i don't know i have heard recent argumentation about the fact that so there is this kind of concept that apparently is a more modern concept and i didn't realize how modern it was which is this idea of this sort of vocational separation yeah yeah between male and female and you know the sort of you know home builder you know female role versus the sort of breadwinner uh protector yeah. provider role for males apparently that's a relatively that's really recent uh recent paradigm um and i think Kristen cobez dumay is might have been where who i heard this from mm -hmm. i still need to read her book jesus and john wayne um but oh i think okay <laughs> I, I think i'm familiar uh, i was gonna say like what the heck does <laughs> it's a great I, title isn't it yeah but then i kind of uh some dominoes fell and i was like right 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 i think i know what that's going to be about <laughs> yeah but yeah, apparently that that is a conception that largely spawned out of the 1950s yeah. commercial consumeristic culture. Yeah. And it was kind of designed was, in order to make tactic. that yeah, that marketing framework work. Yeah. <laughs> period. And it's kind of interesting there's a lot of uh, you know, a lot of people try to push this 
narrative as something that's like, oh, it's natural. That's like, yes. you look at nature and that's how it is. But it's like, first of all, let's look at lions. <laughs> Which is the stronger lion, the male or the female? It's like, okay, well, maybe physically the male has a bigger body. But who does the hunting? Yeah. The female lions. The female lions go out and they hunt and they bring the food back. And, and the big you know, male lion just goes, rawr. <laughs> but yeah and, and then you look at like some of the more abundant species on the planet like you look at insects the female is usually the bigger one is usually the stronger one there are way too many there are way too many animals to list where the female eats the male <laughs> as part of coitus right <laughs> like you can't you can't go out and say like the males being the stronger bigger badder what is, is natural when that's just demonstrably not true it's not natural it's completely invented but I'm not saying that male and females carry these traits, masculine and feminine gender roles. There are, there are a ton of, we, were talk, we talked about our, our friend who is very masculine mm -hmm. while maintaining her femininity. You can have both. You can be one or the other, but everybody exists on a spectrum of how much, in, how much they have in the balance of how they present that in their life. Masculine traits, what, what you would look at and say, that is masculine, I believe, is going out and surviving in an unknown environment and, you know, risking it to be able to come back home and profit where feminine traits are. Step more, three is always profit. Step three, always profit. <laughs> and feminine traits are the ones that we associate with protecting the home, the family, keeping everything, keeping, keeping everything in order for when the masculine presenting comes back with a thing. Mm -hmm. Hopefully like food, but, <laughs> uh, food, money, whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if there's an individual word for those, but I believe it all boils down to that, that mm -hmm. dynamic. Yeah, no, and I guess when, uh, in, with regard to the sort of version that was conceived from the 50s onward, the sort of commercialistic framework, I think, I, he I heard Kristen Kobes dumay put it this way, and I think this is probably the best summary of that masculine version you were talking about, it was provider-protector. I think if you had to put it in a yeah. singular term, that is probably the most succinct way of doing it. But yeah, I don't know if there's a, a one for the sort of feminine image, uh, but you're saying like in terms of being socially constructed roles that people slot into, that would be how it breaks down generally. Yeah. yeah. And th that dynamic is important because even within, uh, I hear this a lot. I was in a, I was in a group therapy session for LGBT uh, individuals because like I, I started doing therapy a, a little recently. Unfortunately, I can't continue. Um, while at least while I'm abroad, because I want to maintain my financial stability, and mm. I don't want to pay for that while I'm out in a foreign country. Therapy is expensive. Uh, Therapy is really expensive. It's great though. It's mm. really good. I was in a LGBT group therapy session, and th th this was brought up more than once. Of even in same-sex relationships, masculine feminine dynamics still pop up. Yeah, because it is necessary to have one person go out and do a thing, and then one person stay back and and hold the fort. Because you can't both stay back because nobody goes out. You can't both go out because then, then your home gets wrecked or whatever. Or, right. like, or you know, you lose your home or you just become nomadic, um, which isn't necessarily bad. But there's... So it's the nomad. <laughs> well, having a balance in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because masculine and feminine only mean anything in relation to each other. Right. Yeah. That's true. These are, I guess, relative terms? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Because... If you have, if, if everybody was just, you know, one thing, if, every, if, if all of humanity was just masculine or, or just feminine, there wouldn't be, I don't know, like there wouldn't be anything to compare it against. There would be no reason to have another term for that. Right. It sounds like an interesting book idea. Planet Man. 
Planet Man. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, that's no. <laughs> I don't think I like this book. <laughs> it sounds like a dystopian horror film. Uh, yeah, horror, that's horror what I was saying. That sounds like some sort of interesting dystopia you could do. Followed by the sequel, well, Planet Woman. Planet Woman. Where do the, all the men become wombats? I don't know about that one. <laughs> that's a sequel nobody asked for. But the sequel we all deserve. <laughs> so I, that's, that is my current... Um, your current my current paradigm. musings on on masculine and feminine interesting interesting you've definitely given me some fruit for thought but that's probably where we're going to be where we have to wind down today's session. yeah we're that's, both a little this short was, on time. yeah we're a little we're on a little bit of a deadline here a little bit of a time schedule um however interesting talk i think we need kind of shorter punchier podcasts every yeah. once in a while anyway this is just a little bite-sized injection of thought into your day something to think about here you go Take it. <laughs> Tastes good, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know what that outro was, but thank you all very much for listening. Uh, this has been the Hypercube Podcast. This show is edited by Lauren Pacheco, mixed by Rafael Pacheco with theme music by Mono Memory. Until next time, we'll see you all later. God bless. Peace. <laughs>